What's good? What's good? What's good to everybody in Sports Talk America? It is Mr. Franchise, aka that dude.com, aka the greatest sports analyst to ever bless the sports waves, here with an exclusive interview with UFC flyweight fighter, MMA fighter, Miranda Maverick. How you doing, Miranda? I'm doing really good. Thanks for having me on. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So, um, you know, just to give everybody a little bit of insight, um, you know, where are you from? How long have you been fighting in the UFC? Uh, hometown and basically where I'm originally from is Springfield, Missouri. I'm out here in Norfolk, Virginia right now for grad school. So that's where I'm based out of for my gym and everything. Um, got signed to the UFC in June of 2020 this year and made my debut October 24th, I believe it was, um, against Leon Azuzua. Nice, nice, nice. So tell us, how'd you get a start? How'd you get your start in the world of MMA? Uh, so I had my first fight when I was 18 years old. Um, I started jujitsu right before I turned 17 years old and fell in love with it. My dad had always taught me the basics of self-defense and we started doing more jujitsu techniques and wrestling when I was fairly young. We watched the UFC all the time and he would work on techniques with me and my siblings. And I got to where I actually knew stuff pretty well and decided I wanted to go seek an actual gym to train it in. And after two weeks at an actual gym, I grew a passion for it and decided that I wanted to be the best I could be within jujitsu. Um, uh, previous to that, Ronda Rousey had had her first fight in the UFC when I was like 14 years old or something. And I remember sitting on the sofa with my dad and he was like, you could do that one day. You could be world champ. And I was like, I don't want punched in the face. <laughs> and, uh, you know, several years later, I watched um, an amateur fight between two girls that were local. And I thought it was embarrassing how bad it was and knew I could do better. And I was 17 at the time. And my coaches were like, don't judge until you've been punched in the face. And so I decided I wanted punched in the face just to see how good I could be. And uh, my journey began as soon as I turned 18. Nice. Nice. Like, like, okay. So because you, you said you fight jujitsu, correct? Like what's the toughest part about the jujitsu discipline? Uh, being small, uh, having to work harder than everybody else in order to beat them pretty much because if somebody's mm -hmm. my size or bigger and they're stronger than me, it means my technique has to be that much better. Um, but that's why I grew a passion for it. I figured out that you can beat people that are much larger than you if you just have better technique and I'm a fast learner. So that uh, really helped me out with that. Flexibility has always been an issue too. So I've got to find a different way to do things sometimes nice i'm kind of afraid of you because i'm like six four like 260 so i feel like yo you, you probably would like tear up my shoulder or something like that if we were to get it if we were to train or something like that so i mean do you fight people that are typically much taller and much bigger than you are um over the years i have started doing that less because of how much more i value my health uh, it's a lot easier to get hurt honestly and uh yeah. the more high up I get, the more we want to kind of take care of me, I guess. That's kind of sad to say, but the more value I have, you know, um, right. and also just people that I, I know better and can trust. I have a few people that I go with that are over 200 pounds that I train with, but it's not on a, it's not like usually during fight camps. They're not my main training partners, but I'll roll with them for jujitsu. Nice, nice, nice. So what's the hardest part about being an MMA fighter? 
Uh, the mental aspect of it, um, especially the weight cuts, uh, people talk about the fighting and the training, and that's hard to stay disciplined and do it every day and get through injuries and ignore things that may be bothering you. But the mental aspect of it and just continuing going into a training room and getting beat up daily, you know, and enduring that and still telling yourself that you're the best, you're the best over and over again. And being able to do weight cuts and deal with the social media bullcrap um, just gets really difficult. So I always reach deep into my faith and uh, my support group around me and my family uh, when when that time comes. So normally, like, because so as most people know, um, flyweights are right around like 115, 120, correct? 125. 125. So like, let's just say after a fight or whatever right and like before you get into training camp where do you normally like are you normally walking around at like 130 140 or do you typically like just stay kind of close to that that 125 range so it's a much easier cut um i cut a lot of weight for the females i usually walk back into that cage at about 142 when i fight a girl so uh Okay. Hey, that's interesting. That's interesting. I know some people that like, like, like balloon up and like, like gain 20 pounds and then have no, to cut I, I gain the weight like the night of, and I usually stay within five pounds of that even outside of uh, season, I guess you would say like, even when I'm not in fight camp, I never really like I'll get heavier, but it's always within like a five pound range to where within a week I can be right back to fit as a fiddle. So I try to keep it pretty close, but I know a lot of girls that only cut 10 pounds, you know, for their weight class, but I try to be the biggest and the strongest in there. I have a lot of muscle mass I carry around. Um, so the cuts a lot harder for me and I'm short enough that a higher weight class doesn't fit me properly. Okay. Interesting. Very interesting. So there's no, you don't even see yourself moving up. Uh, no time. Okay. Yeah, no. I, I, don't, no. I can't be mad I, uh, at you. I fought at 135 one time and I did fine, but it was at a lower level and um, it was a very temporary thing just because nobody was ready to fight me at a different weight class and I wanted to fight real quick. But in the UFC at that level where the girls are weighing 160 when they get heavy enough, that's just, it's not smart. And then they cutting down to 135? Yeah, just like I'm 145 and I cut down to 125. The higher weight you get, the more weight you can cut. That's why the 205 guys are usually walking around at 250, you know. Good point. Very, very good point. Shout out to my guy, John Jones. That was my, one of my favorite fighters. But anyway, um, what MMA fighter have you looked up to throughout your career? Um, several. GSP has been the most consistent for me. Um, I think he's one of the best from a mental aspect. Like, you don't need a mental coach if you just read his books. Um, I find them to be very helpful. And um, I think he's a good person, too, and had an amazing technique and just great MMA fighter. Um, others in the past, I looked up to Matt Hughes. Um, I like Brian Stan as a human being, um, his fighting, he wasn't, you know, the best fighter in the world or anything, but I think he's a good person and had a good mindset going into fighting. Um, as far as the girls go, uh, Tatiana Suarez is still on the scene. I just like her style. And, um, it's hard for me to ever say my best anymore, though, because I know so many of them personally, too, that I have friends and everything else. But as far as idolizing, uh, GSP for sure is a main one. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Shout out to GSP. That was my guy back in the day, too. <laughs> like, I, I love this fight. He's very disciplined. Um, I mean, he went through some wars, but he was very, 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 very good yep. uh, during his time. I just 
I don't want him to come back. I mean, I keep hearing the rumors. But I don't, I don't want him to. I don't want him to either. I, I just think we should just, hey, man, just hang it up. Let's put you in the Hall of Fame and then call it a day. Yep. Um, so in your MMA career, who was your toughest, who was your toughest opponent and why? That one's hard because there's the toughest mentally going into it. There's the toughest based on my skill level at the time. And there's the toughest, you know, just to fight. Uh, Deanna Bennett yeah yeah well Deanna Bennett was pretty tough as far as like I would take her down and she'd take me down and she was able to kind of do the same things as I was and I just wasn't pulling the trigger fast enough the first fight we had I lost the first fight against her learned a lot from it came back in the second one I had in the finals of our tournament in Invicta and beat her so that was a big win for me but she was also a very um she was very tough. She's a good opponent. She just got done fighting Liz Carmouche, I think it was, in uh, Bellator when she moved over there. Um, so she's pretty good. Mentally speaking, I was very intimidated when I fought Cal Holiday, my second pro fight. She had just got done beating Tiffany Van Soist, which is a world kickboxing champion, well-known throughout the world. And she beat her in MMA, and I was kind of fed to her, you know, fed to the sharks, as they say. So when I went in and was able to win that, it was just huge. I wasn't slated to win it. I wasn't supposed to. I was supposed to be this young person just getting fed to her. And uh, I won in the first round, but I remember going in and being like, oh, oh this is going to be hard because she was very, um, she had a good physique and she had a good background and it was just nerve wracking for me as a 19 year old girl going in there and knowing what they expected to happen. But um, aside from that, you know, I, I'm ready for all the tough ones now. I feel like finally my mental is where my physical is and before there was a imbalance, I think a lot because of immaturity and age. So let me ask you this. So we talked about Invicta. This is more mm -hmm. of a, um, uh, an, an addition to the question. Invicta versus UFC. <laughs> what was it like fighting in Invicta versus your first UFC fight? Um. I'm sure there'd be even bigger differences if we had a crowd and COVID wasn't the reality. Um, so I didn't have to deal with a huge crowd or um, really any more cameras than I would have had in Invicta, but it's obviously a bigger, much more complex organization fighting for the UFC. There's people for your food. There's people for your um, nutrition. There's people for the clothing, all that stuff. So the benefits, including the pay, are better in the UFC. Um, but Invicta takes care of their fighters. I always got to be close to home when we fought because they're based in Kansas City, Missouri. So that was always nice for me. Um, and of course, the difference being that there's all girls in Invicta too. That was very different. Like for the first time since my amateur career, I was around uh, male fighters and things too and seeing them warm up and stuff. And it was just, um, it's always a different atmosphere when that's the case. Okay. So tell me about your experience on Fighter Island. Um, you, were, you were actually in, on Fighter Island uh, when you fought uh, Liana Jajua. Mm -hmm. I did say it correct. Yes. Um, <laughs> so tell us what your experience was like on uh, Fighter Island. I was spoiled. It was my first vacation, basically. Um, <laughs> <laughs> went out there. COVID meant that we were basically the only people on the whole island except the people working there. And so when we went to the beach, it was just fighters, us we got treated great, you know, and the hotel was just amazing. And so I got to go to the beach, got to go to their pool. Um, there was a race car track surrounding the hotel. It was pretty cool. Um, but then the fight itself, like 
I liked the fact that there was so much media surrounding it, got a lot more exposure because I fought on that big of a card. Everything was super organized. And then of course, just having privacy, like my own warm up room, my own workout rooms, um, you know, all that stuff was very nice. Really? Oh, wow. That's pretty dope. I didn't even know y'all had your own work, your own uh, warm up rooms and everything like that on Fire Island, which is pretty cool. And I, I feel like they did a great job in creating Fighter Island, you know, to not only accommodate the fighters, but also accommodate all those involved with put, putting together a UFC event. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, congratulations on that victory versus um, Liana Jajua. So who do you look forward to facing next in the UFC? I don't have a specific name. Um, I was aiming for top 15. Um, I wanted a top girl you know I think I can beat them I just got done watching the fights last weekend I thought it was almost amusing to me um <laughs> watching who's in the top 10 top 15 and seeing where they're ranked based on their skill level um I think that 125 division is just so up in the air right now like one girl falls out the next falls in it's just a whole cycle of rotation of who fights who basically um and I feel like I can beat pretty much anybody in that division right now um However, I want paid more when I fight those top 15 girls, you know, I'm starting out my contract. So it's all just kind of a, do you want to give me more new people? Let me beat them and work my way up the chain of pay or go ahead and fight a top 15 girl and get myself up the ladder faster and be able to negotiate farther. So um, I'll, I'll really take anybody. I hate that answer from most fighters, but I want to get up the ladder as fast as I can. And I want my finances to match. Ah, I totally respect that. So, um, the one of the an, another question I have for you is uh, the flyweight champion is um, Valentina Shevchenko. Val mm -hmm. Yes, I my <laughs> very strategic fighter in my opinion. Um, what's your take on Valentina, and where do you see yourself potentially fighting her if you stay in the UFC long enough, or if you're in the UFC long enough? Well, I think even though the fight, like people made it sound like it was pretty back and forth uh, this past weekend, but it was not um, versus Jennifer Maya. However, Jennifer was able to show that Valentina can be pushed around if you use the technique right and taken down and she is vulnerable. She's not invincible, you know, and I think that kind of opened a lot of people's eyes. I feel like I'm a better wrestler than uh, Maya is and have a little bit more of a better ground game for MMA purposes than Maya does. And I feel stronger than her as well. So I think kind of the same game plan she had, honestly, except doing it better. Uh, going in there, taking Valentina down and holding her on the ground and beating her up. Um, I think standing, I really, I, I think I could stand with her as long as I needed to, but I think the smartest strategy would be to take it to the ground because I do know she has way more striking experience than I do. I like it. I like it. Um, I like it a whole lot. So final question. Actually, I have two more questions. So um, Conor McGregor versus um, uh, Dustin Poirier at the beginning of the year. Who you got? It's a hard one, but I'm going to go with the diamond. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> so here's my take, okay? And I love UFC. I think when Connor and Dustin fought the first time, I thought Dustin was a good fighter. I felt like, and I felt like there was some maturity that needed to be had on his end. 
as in terms of his fighting style. Mm-hmm. When when he fought Connor, Connor was well on his way. And I felt like Connor was like here and Dustin was like, he was like slowly coming up, right? But mm-hmm. Connor was like beaming fast. Whereas now I look at Dustin and I'm like, Dustin's fight game is so, I mean, so much more mature. I mean, his stand-up game is very good. He's working well on the ground. Um, he's trained at a much higher pace and much higher rate. I think he's going to give Connor a whole lot of trouble. Um, and with Connor not fighting in you know several years, I think Connor's going to kind of might be in for a run for his month. Yeah, I think so. I think the hype's kind of over for him a little bit. I think that messes with your mind. And I think, Dustin, I think it messes with your mind in a good way if you're that kind of fighter when you lose against somebody and get a rematch. So um, I'm excited to see the fight, though. Who knows? But I'm going with, I would put money on uh, Dustin if I had to put money down. Nice. And then my last question to you, last question for uh, our viewers is, if you had some words of advice for our for anyone out there that wants to get into the world of MMA, what advice would you give them? Mine's always really direct and mean, so be ready. Um, Go for I it. Tell people if if you're not the right person to do it, it's not for you. You know, um, it takes a lot of hard work. It takes a lot of discipline. It takes a lot of pain and a lot of financial like downfall. If you already have a good job and things of that sort, and you think you can be good or you're decent and you're fairly young, um, maybe stick to your job, you know, but if you're young and you're up and coming and you really just believe in it and that's what you have in life, um, go for it, but always have a backdrop. Um, These fighters that are 30 some years old, even getting into old age, like forties, and they go out there and try to fight still because they don't have anything else they know in the world and they don't have anything else to go to. They're not rich. They barely are making their payments still because it doesn't pay that much, especially once you start losing and stuff. So um, make sure you at least have an educational background or another route to go for finances. But it's not easy, especially for men coming up in it. I'd say they have 20 times harder time than women just because of the amount of competition out there, in my opinion. Um, I know a lot of guys that are my friends that I've trained with through the years, and I'm so much farther than them, Um, just purely because of how the world works, you know, like I do think I'm I'm really good, but it's partly because not as many girls, like girls weren't raised like I was. Girls didn't have the same background and don't have the same talents I do to where there's a lot more guys out there fighting for the same things. Very good point. Well, with that being said, do you have any shout outs, any, anything, um, you know, any shout outs to anybody in the UFC, uh, Invicta, whatnot, before we uh, conclude this uh, exclusive interview? Yeah, I just want to say thanks to my gyms, um, Springfield Fight Club that got me started in the career, and then uh, the House of Muay Thai here in Virginia that supported me, uh, Norfolk BJJ within that. Um, Thank you to all my sponsors. They're all over my Instagram and social media. Check them out, especially during the holiday season, all kinds of deals. Um, Even I was taking advantage of some of them doing my uh, family gift shopping. Uh, So check that out. It got tons of promo codes on my link tree on my Instagram, which is at fearthemaverick underscore H-O-N-T. And if you look for Miranda Maverick on any of it, you'll find it. I'm pretty sure I'm the only one out there. It's obvious which one's my account. Super awesome. Super awesome. Well, Miranda, I do appreciate you coming on for this exclusive interview. Best of luck to you moving forward. And we hope to see much more of you moving forward. And uh, again, take care. Happy holidays to you. And um, 
Hey, with that being said, for Miranda Maverick, this is Mr. Franchise. Hey, we're signing off.